0: I count it a great privilege to not only be among you this morning, but uh, to share the word of the Lord. I'm not working in uh, the forgive. Know your need. I know every one of your needs, and I'll tell you what your need is this morning. You need what God wants to give you. Amen. That's what you need. And so the measure to which something will happen in our lives today is our openness to receive what God has for you. Yeah. Not what you need, but what God knows you need. Sometimes they're the same thing, but sometimes they're way, way different. I shouldn't start with a double negative, but I'm going to. No one is insignificant. No one. That means you are significant to God. You have to know that. And you have to believe it. That you are significant. And when you realise you're significant to God, God can use you. And God wants to. God can use you like he uses Greta Thunberg to effect immense change your influence and I'll start with what I'm going to end with is far beyond anything you can imagine The background to this story, and I'm going to talk about Abigail. Does anyone know where Abigail appears in the Bible? It's basically just one chapter. 1 Samuel chapter 25. If you'd like to find it, Uh, I'm going to read the whole chapter, which is going to take up a, a lot of our time. But God can speak, and he does speak, just through his word, doesn't he? But the steady influence of of Samuel had gone. David and Saul were at loggerheads. Saul was intensely jealous of David, his popularity, his giftings. And now David was in the wilderness playing cat and mouse with King Saul. but fearful of losing his life. And so we read the story in chapter 25, when Samuel died and the Israelites gathered together and lamented for him, and they buried him at his home in Ramah, and David arose and went down to the wilderness of Paran. Now there was a man in Ma'am whose business was in Carmel, and the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife was Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding, In perhaps in the version you're reading it would say intelligent and beautiful in appearance. But the man was harsh and evil in his doings. He was of the house of Caleb. When David heard in the wilderness that Nabal was shearing his sheep, David sent 10,000 young men. And David said to the young men, go up to Carmel, go to Nabal, and greet him in my name. And thus you shall say to him who lives in prosperity, peace be to you, peace to your house, and peace to all you have. Now I have heard that you have shearers, your shepherds were with us, and we did not hurt them. Nor was there anything missing from them all the while while they were in Carmel. Ask your young men and they will tell you. Therefore let my young men find favour in your eyes. For we come on a feast day. Please give whatever comes to your hand, to your servants and to your son David. So when David's young men uh, came, they spoke to Nabal according to all these words in the name of David and waited. Then Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? And who is the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who who break away, uh, each one from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed for my shearers and give it to men who I do not know where they are from? So David's young men turned on their heels and went back, and they came and told him all these words. Then David said to his men, Every man gird on your sword. So every man girded on his sword, and David also girded on his sword. And about 400 men went with David, and 200 stayed with the supplies. Now one of the young men told Abigail, Nabal's wife, saying, Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, and he reviled them. But the men were very good to us, and we were not hurt, nor did we miss anything as long as we accompanied them when we were in the fields. They were a wall to us, both in night and day, all the time we were with them, keeping the sheep. Now, therefore, know and consider what you will do, for harm is determined against our master and against all his household. For he is such a scoundrel that one cannot speak to him. That was talking of Nabal. Then... Abigail made haste and took two hundred loaves, two skins of wine, five sheep already dressed, five sears of roasted grain, one hundred clusters of raisin, two hundred cakes and figs and loaded them on donkeys. And she said to her servants, go on before me, I am coming after you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. So it was as he rode on the donkey that she went down under cover of the hill and there were David and his men coming down towards her and she met them. Now David had said, surely in vain I had protected all, all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all his belongings to him, and he has repaid me evil for good. May God do so, and more also, to the enemies of David, if I leave one male of all who belong to him by morning light. Now when Ab- Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from the donkey fell on her face before David and bowed down to the ground. So she fell on at his feet and said, On me, my lord, on me, let this iniquity be. And please let your maidservant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maidservant. Please let not my lord regard this scoundrel nabal, for all his name is. So is he. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my Lord, whom you sent. Now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord lives and as my soul lives, since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hand, now let your enemies and those who seek harm for my Lord be as Nabal. And now, this... And now, this present which your maidservant has brought to my Lord, let it be given to the young men who follow you, my Lord. Please forgive the trespasses of your maidservant, for the Lord will certainly make you make for you, my Lord an enduring house, because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord, and, e- and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Yet a man has risen to pursue you and seek your life, but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God. And the lives of your enemies he shall, he shall sling out as from the pocket of a sling. And it shall come to pass when the Lord has done for my Lord according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you and has appointed you ruler over all Israel, that this will be no grief to you. No offense to your heart, my Lord, either that you have shed blood without cause or that my Lord has avenged himself. But then the Lord has dwelt well with my Lord, but remember your maidservant. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, who sent you this day to meet me, and blessed is your advice, and blessed are you, because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed, and from avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed as the Lord God of Israel, who has kept me back from hurting you, Unless you have hurried and come to meet me, surely by morning light no mouths would have been left uh, to Nabal. So David received from her hand what she had brought him and said to her, Go up in peace to your house. See, I have heeded your voice and respected your person. Now Abigail went to Nabal. And there he was holding a feast in his house like the feast of a king. And Nabal's heart was merry within him. For he was very drunk, therefore she told him nothing, little or much until, until morning light. So it was in the morning when the wine had gone from Nabal and his wife and told him these things, that his heart died within him and he became like stone. Then it happened after ten days that the Lord struck Nabal and he died. So when David heard that Nabal was dead, He said, Blessed be the Lord who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal and has kept his servant from evil, evil. for the Lord has returned the wickedness of Nabal to his own head. And David sent and proposed to Abigail to take her as his wife. With the servants of David had come to Abigail at Carmel. They spoke to her saying, David sent us to you to ask you to become his wife. Then she arose, bowed her face to the earth, and said, Here is your maidservant, a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. So Abigail rose in haste and rode on a donkey, attended by five of her maidens. And she followed the messengers of David and became his wife. Praise the Lord. That's quite an amazing story, isn't it? I don't know how acquainted you are with it. The word Nabal, the name means foolish, senseless, surly, mean. His wife was called Abigail. That means my father's joy. Her husband was far from her father's joy. She was, he was so juxtaposed to her father. It says she was intelligent and beautiful. It would have been an arranged marriage. And probably a father saw in Nabal's family riches and wealth. He had a lot of land. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats. And it says Nabal was a, a Calebite. Caleb was a godly man. He came from a godly descent, but somehow he had lost the plot. And he was all but godly. In the setting of this story, there was a festival. The sheep were brought in from the plains for shearing. There'd be a celebration for all those who had kept and protected the flocks from um, thieves and wolves. Remember, David was on the run, he and his 600 men. He was on the, these planes and uh, he had protected and not harmed the flocks of, of, of Nabal while he was there. In fact, he looked after them and protected them. And uh, he expected some hospitality and uh, um, kindness from Nabal when he sent his, his men. To say, can you give what you can? Can we share? But Nabal gave him short shift. He was abrupt and insulted him. He said, who is David? Who is this man you're talking about? And who are his servants? How do I know where they've come from? They could come from anywhere. David had been anointed king. People knew that. David had slayed, uh, slayed Goliath and had had victory over the Philistines. The people knew that. He had been King Saul's son-in-law. He'd married his daughter. He was popular and gifted. So David heard this when his servants came back and he was enraged. And he took 400 of his men... He got them armed and they were to exact vengeance on Nabal. This was a bad situation. This was God's chosen and he was taking the wrong path. Innocent blood would be shed by his hands. He was so cross. But Abigail was on the right path, praise the Lord. Let's ask what path we're on. So the servant comes, not to warn Nabal, but to tell Abigail about impending disaster. And after he says this, he says, you know, he says of Nabal, he is such a wicked man, no one can talk to him. And just there's five things I want us to consider about Abigail. This little known woman who had such a huge impact. Such a huge impact. I mean, firstly, she intervened. She took action. She, She acted quickly. There was no... Procrastination there was no well I'll think about it, I'll pray about it I'll maybe tomorrow maybe it won't happen, not in my time. and I say that some of us need to do something today, something you've been procrastinating about, something you need to do, something you need you know needs doing. And God will prompt you, and God loves people that that actually run to do things. David himself ran with his sling to slay Goliath. He ran towards him. The boy Samuel ran to Eli and he ran back to his his place to wait to hear from the Lord. Rachel, when Abraham had sent her servant to, um, to find a bride for Isaac, she ran to feed his camels. God loves people that actually treat what he says with a sense of urgency and do it. Your best intentions, my best intentions, have no value until they're associated with action. Sadly, our lives can be littered with I meant to's. I say humbly, do it. Do what he says to you. Secondly, Abigail was humble. She pleaded before David, she took a responsibility on herself that would be easy just to point the finger at Nabal. She was a peacemaker, she was a mediator, she was an intercessor. These qualities were much greater than, than her looks. She bowed down before him. She had an unhappy marriage. It was an abusive marriage. She could say, "This isn't my fault. This is all Nabel's doing." She could have said, "I'm tired for covering up for this man. He deserves it." She said, "My life's hell." She was a woman of great grace. She cushions David's rage by saying, think of the cost of what you're doing. Think that there'll be blood on your hands, that you're taking judgment and exacting vengeance when it is God's alone. She encouraged David to think. Now we need to encourage one another to think. Abigail was wise. Hallelujah. She was informed. She listened. Nabal's judgment was arrogant. He said, who is David? But she speaks of David in a different way. She, was, she knew who David was. She, she talks about his enduring dynasty. She talks about his kingship. She even alludes to the sling that he used to to slay Goliath. She talks of the consequences to David's reputation. She was wise because she spoke truth. Hallelujah. That's what you and I need to hear. We need to hear truth. Truth because it changes the way we are. It arrested Nabal with all his, his um, uh, aggression. Fourthly, she was approachable. The servant felt comfortable to come to her and not Nabal. David listened to her, even though he could have just brushed her aside and say, I've got business to do, it's too late. Nabal was a wicked man, no one can talk to him, said in the NIV. Why? Because he would not listen. How we need listeners. How you need to Listen. This talk is of no value until unless you listen, unless we hear, unless we receive. And lastly, Abigail knew when to speak. She she got back and neighbour was drunk. He'd been passing. it'd been it a celebration. She waited till the morning to speak why do we say things in arguments when we should be saying them on another occasion why is it then when, the, when it's not right to be sharing stuff do we do it for talking to a value someone must be listening You know, the right thing, the right thing is only the right thing when it's done in the right way at the right time. If all those things aren't aligned, it's not the right thing. Unless you share the truth in love at the right time, it's not the right thing. I remember Carol, We had a a friend, a a dear friend, he'd gone far from God. And uh, badly so. And Carol said the right thing in the right way at the right time. And all she said to him is, Tony, you don't know Tony. Yeah. Tony, God is missing you. Or oh, God says he's missing you. Full stop, end a message. And a tear came to his eye. And he gave his life back to God. You know, it's Abigail saved David from a a, a, a a fateful course of action that would have blighted his life and his name and the name of the Lord God of Israel. One woman. One woman. Yes, she was beautiful and brainy. But they were bit part attributes. She was godly. She was responsive. She was humble. She was informed. She was approachable and she was wise. Sadly, Nabel was the opposite. On one judgment fell, on the other blessing came. For Abigail widowed now, but she would be loved by the king and she would sit at his table. Hallelujah. You're loved by the king. And you're going to sit at his table as we take communion. Abigail was a type of Christ. Why would she be a type of Christ? Because she stood in the gap between a righteous God and a sinful man. That's what Jesus did for you and me. Stood between a righteous God and a sinful me or you. And not only interceded for us, but gave his life for us, that we might receive grace. Hallelujah. (coughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That you and me are modern-day Abigail's. And we're called to live like modern-day Abigail's. I don't know how God would use you. (coughs) I don't know what he wants to do in your life, but you can affect huge change. Disproportionate to anything you can imagine. You could change the spiritual atmosphere in Billericay. You could affect someone who could affect this nation. You could stop someone going headlong down a path to destruction. And they could know the great grace of God. Yeah, this changed David, not just from going the path he wanted to go, but he learned something. I don't know if you mean, in, in 2 Samuel, David and his men, are, are, they <laughs> That there's a lot of abuse coming towards David and there's this little guy called Shemai and he's, he's chucking rocks at David, throwing dirt over him and, and cursing him. And the the commander of the army was with David, so this dead dog, let me take off his head. And this David who wanted to kill Nabal says no. And his exact words are, let him curse me. Lord, look upon my misery and restore my covenant blessing. That's the work of Abigail in David's life. Around this table now, as we break bread, God wants to restore his covenant blessing to you. And you need to do nothing but accept everything that God has done for you. Does that deserve another hallelujah? Amen. This is grace upon grace. This is life-changing grace. That we come and we, 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 we repent and we confess our need of God. And allow the love of God, allow him to lift us and say, come and sit at my table. I keep looking for a communion table, there's none there, has it? it's disappeared. There's a virtual one there, yeah. Maybe it's good that we've not got one because it's just him and me now, isn't it? Come to me, Hannah, can you pass me my little drink there? Thank you. But yeah, this is just me and you, isn't it? Me and him. Me and you, together, looking to him, that he will do something special in our lives. And that you will realize that you are, I won't use a double negative this time, that you are significant. You are valued, you are important. And God wants to give you grace that you may share that grace with whoever you come in contact with. How wonderful is God. How wonderful. May the spirit that was in Abigail be in you as you take the bread and drink the cup. I'm going to pray... And uh, if you, I know that sometimes we struggle a little bit with taking the layers of the. (laughs) off this little emblems that we're going to take, but if you can peel off the top one. And I just want to ask us, um, the musicians could play um, gently and. uh, but I'd ask us just to, just to be quiet and reflect. Yeah? Has everyone, sorry, has everyone got a, a, a little cup? Yeah? Thank you. Can we just be quiet for a moment? And let the Holy Spirit talk to us. Spirit come you're welcome. you're welcome. Come and minister your grace Lord. to every heart Lord. change the course of our lives recalibrate Father. take us to the cross and the empty tomb This amazing grace, Father, may we experience it just as we've sung it. Abigail had nothing, Father, other than what you'd given us. She had no sword. Yes, she showed hospitality, but she bore the truth she carried it with wisdom and grace and you took her from this broken, nasty experience Father, she was in and you gave her a new start Father, words cannot express how we feel towards you God of great mercy Forgive us, forgive me my sin, Lord, that I may walk in newness of life by your Spirit. So, Father, we, we take this, this, this bread and we thank you, Father, that your son said on the very night he was betrayed and the cross loomed, the shadow of the cross on his life, gave his disciples his followers of bread and blessed it. and said take eat this is my body which is given to you and for you so please let us take and let's eat together with thanksgiving hallelujah blood it's the precious blood of Jesus there's no blood in the Bible that's called precious but Jesus's. it's the only precious blood there is no other there was no other good enough and in like manner after supper he took the cup and once again he gave thanks he said, this is the, the covenant made in my blood Covenant is an unchanging, immutable promise of forgiveness and grace and life, mercy, new life. So let's together let's drink this as one with praise in our hearts to him. Hallelujah. Just say, God bless you. Be responsive. Do it. Mary's words to the, uh, the disciples at the feast of, Can- of Cana, at the, the wedding whatever he says to you, do it. Would you do it? Would you do it? Be humble, informed, approachable, and wise, and you will be blessed. May God bless you.